welcome to Autism Matters, the official podcast series for autism, the International Journal of Research and Practice. I'm your host, Laura Crane, and I'm delighted to have Dr. Judith Hebron from the University of Manchester joining me today. Judith's research focuses on the depressing statistics that children on the autism spectrum are more likely to be victims of bullying than typical children, as well as children with other special educational needs. Judith's latest paper in our journal sheds light on the reasons why these children might be more vulnerable to bullying. And she's here today to tell us more about this work and the implications that it has for parents, educators and children with autism themselves. Judith, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. To get us started, I wanted to ask you about the extent of the problem. So could you tell us what the latest figures on how many children and young people with autism are victims of bullying? Yes, certainly. I think it's fair to say that research into the bullying of children on the autistic spectrum has lagged behind general bullying research until relatively recently. But I'm pleased to say there's an increasing number of studies now that are looking into the extent and nature of the problem specifically for children and young people with autism. Sadly, these studies do highlight in a fairly consistent manner that children with autism are particularly vulnerable to bullying compared to their peers with and without special educational needs. The actual figures vary quite widely because how we measure it and who we ask does have an impact on the levels of bullying that are actually reported. And the figures vary from 40% right up to 94% for young people with autism. However, despite these variations in estimates, the figures remain much higher than for the general population. And I don't think many people could fail to be shocked even by the lower estimates. But when figures of over 90% are being reported, then this makes the situation very, very worrying indeed. Absolutely. And do we know what forms this bullying takes? For example, is it more likely to be physical or verbal in nature? Well, like you say, bullying can be physical and or verbal, and there isn't even complete agreement on how we define it, but most people would agree that it's a form of social aggression where a power imbalance is exploited, usually on more than one occasion. And there's certainly evidence of children with autism being bullied in various ways. So there's physical bullying where the child might be hit or pushed over, or it could be verbal involving name-calling and teasing. And actually teasing is something that's been highlighted as really quite damaging because children with autism tend to struggle to understand some of the, the social nuances that are involved in teasing. So it can be really difficult for them to decipher the underlying meanings and intentions of the person doing it. And in addition, bullying can often take subtle emotional forms, such as ignoring a young person, deliberately excluding them from social activities and conversations. And so these can be very damaging as well. And in general, verbal and social bullying seem to become more common as children get older. But of course, I also need to mention cyberbullying, as it's something we hear a lot about in the news these days. However, it's not an area that's been explored much yet in the context of young people with autism, but I do think that this needs to change. And why do you think that children with autism might be particularly vulnerable to bullying? Well, there are a number of reasons why this may be the case, but I think a lot of it stems from the difficulties in social understanding associated with autism. For example, if a young person struggles to understand social rules and conventions, they may inadvertently behave in an inappropriate or unusual manner that other children can find hard to interpret. And young people with autism also might not understand jokes and other non-literal language, which can make them stand out as different from their classmates. 
And this can make it difficult to fit in, especially when making friends. And we know that friendships can offer protection against bullying. So if they don't exist, then it's easy to see how these children might become targets for bullies. And let's not forget that the bullies tend to focus on children they perceive as easy targets. In other words, those who've just got a few friends or no friends, who are somehow different from other children, and who might also be anxious or shy. And unfortunately, children with autism are more likely to have these characteristics, hence the higher levels of bullying they tend to experience. And what I'd like to do now is to focus on your recent paper that was published in the journal. So this research involves surveying over 100 parents who had a child with autism and over 700 teachers. Could you tell us what your survey asked them about? Yes, we gave parents and teachers in 10 local authorities in England a questionnaire that they could complete online or on paper. And we asked them about a number of areas related to social outcomes that could help us understand more about factors that might make children with autism more or less vulnerable to bullying. So as well as bullying, we asked them about the child's relationships with other people, adults as as well as children, and behaviour. We asked parents some extra questions about their confidence and engagement with school and their child's participation in school activities. And we also had additional information about children, such as how they got to and from school, what level of support they received. We also looked at their attendance and levels of academic achievement. And having this information enables us to look not only at whether the children were bullied or not, but at factors that might increase or even decrease the likelihood of bullying. And while we can't conclude that these factors actually cause the bullying, they're certainly associated with increases and decreases. And these are vital in helping us to understand it. And what were your results? Well, there are a few findings here, so I'll go through the main ones and just say a little bit about each in turn. So first of all, nearly 78% of parents and 66% of teachers said that their child had experienced at least some bullying. And although these aren't the highest figures found in studies, they're still worryingly high. Parents tend to report more bullying than teachers, and this certainly isn't a criticism of teachers, but it does suggest that children may be more likely to confide in their parents, or their parents are more likely to pick up on signs that something's wrong. Both teachers and parents reported that increasing age was associated with high levels of bullying. And this is interesting because general bullying research has tended to find the opposite, that bullying lessens with age. And this might reflect the social difficulties in autism and highlight how the teenage years become more complex in social terms, leading to perceived differences of young people with autism becoming more apparent and perhaps attracting more bullying behaviour. Having behaviour problems was also linked to higher levels of bullying, although teachers reported having positive relationships with others offered some protection against it. In addition, we found that uh, children in mainstream schools were bullied more than children in special schools, according to teachers. And there are several possible reasons for this, but it might reflect larger class sizes in mainstream schools. And the fact that most children in special schools will have a statement of special educational needs, meaning that they're entitled to more statutory support than children without statements. And this was to a certain extent reflected by parents who reported more bullying when their child didn't have a statement of special educational needs. But an interesting new finding was that children using public transport to get to and from school had a slightly higher risk of being bullied. And this is something that really needs exploring in more detail as it's one of those unstructured times of the day when there's reduced adult supervision. It's not really surprising that this sort of time is associated with high levels of bullying, but it does highlight, along with some of the other findings, that the level and nature of adult support may have an important role to play in whether or not a child's bullied. 
And on a more practical level, what do you think that teachers and parents can do to combat the problem of bullying experienced by children with autism? Well, I've mentioned a few things in the context of the findings that we can be thinking about. But in practical terms, I think we need to recognise that bullying is a complex issue. There are many potential causes and risk factors. So tackling just one aspect in isolation might not work in the long run. And this is where whole school approaches have a vital part to play. So long as they recognise that some children, especially those with autism, will be more vulnerable to bullies than others. In fact, many schools are doing a fantastic job in creating zero-tolerance environments for bullying and being proactive in encouraging children to share their experiences, whether as victims of bullying or as bystanders. But the realisation that children with autism are more vulnerable to bullying can help parents and teachers be vigilant for the signs that something's wrong and encourage children with autism to talk about their experiences and even if a young person doesn't want to talk, there are often subtle signs and changes in behaviour at home that parents frequently notice. So again, this collaborative relationship between home and school can be very effective in tackling bullying at an early stage. Absolutely. And just to finish off, I wanted to ask you about what more we need to know in the area of bullying in children with autism. So perhaps you could tell us a little bit about some of the research that you're currently working on. Yes, um, I think we're beginning to understand the extent of the problem, but there's still lots that remains to be done. I'm concerned that bullying might be underreported in children. They may not realise at the time that they were being bullied, but they might come to realise this with hindsight. So it's possible that asking adults with autism retrospectively may enable us to learn more about levels of bullying. I'm also interested in how girls with autism are affected, because often there are very few or even no girls involved in autism studies. This is to a certain extent understandable as many more boys than girls are currently being diagnosed. But at a time when the, the profile of autism in women and girls is increasingly being discussed, this is something that I think we need to explore. And I think we also need to understand whether there are particular points in a child's schooling when bullying is more likely to occur. The transition from primary to secondary school is a particularly stressful time for all young people, but it's like the social demands at this point may make it especially difficult for children with autism. Being bullied is certainly one aspect of transition that worries many parents and children. And I'm currently in the process of setting up a project to follow young people with autism all the way across the transition from their last year in primary school into the second year of secondary school to try and understand more about how this process affects them and if there are particular things that schools can do to make this a less stressful time. I'm going to be talking to the young people, their parents and teachers and looking at a lot of areas such as the child's satisfaction with school, their friends, and of course, whether they're being bullied will need to be explored. It's going to be an exciting project and there are already a good number of schools and families getting involved, so hopefully I'll be able to report back on these in the future. Brilliant, I'm sure the listeners of the podcast will be really interested in hearing the results. <laughs> Judith, thank you so much for joining me today. You can find out more about Judith's work, which was co-authored with Professor Neil Humphrey, who's also at Manchester University, in their article entitled Exposure to Bullying Among Students with Autism Spectrum Conditions, a Multi-Informant Analysis of Risk and Protective Factors. And this article is available on our website, alt.sagepub.com. Thank you all for listening.